and welcome to the 267 podcast. Um, today we are talking about Back to Life, which is our festival that is coming up at the end of July. It starts on the 25th. Yes, and what's the countdown? Because you've got a countdown. Oh, look, it is 12 weeks and three days today as we're recording Ooh. this. Um, but it's going to be less when this comes out, obviously. Because time moves forward. Really? Yeah. Ooh. You can change it. That's true. Yeah. Just throw that in there. Wow. Wow. Okay, let's talk about time travel in a minute. Wow. So, seeing as we're talking about back to life and what gives us life, and we're all very excited and happy and full of life. Life. Yeah, we're coming back to life. We thought, who else would we get on this podcast? Um, so, let me introduce our guests. Uh, the special guest will be last. Don't worry, I'll, I'll prepare you for that. Today, oh, interesting. We so have you're doing the ordinary, oh. less interesting people first. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, we can go with it. Okay, uh, and this is well, it is in a particular order, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we we are starting. Mike Palin, say something. Hi. Anything more? I'm the least cool dressed person in the room today. Okay. I've just realised. I that. think that's subjective. Really? I think you look quite cool today. Uh, I've worn this every day for the last three days. I was going to say, weren't you wearing this yesterday? <laughs> Don't say that. It's a time machine. I travel <laughs> back. I wear it the same day. And you, you just make me think of John the Baptist. He wore the same thing. It's fine. Like every day, didn't he? Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's not, no shame in that. Okay, thanks. So I love that about you. you just encourage me, <laughs> even in a negative. Even if you were eating insects. Yeah, I'm not sure about the locusts. <laughs> kind of cute. We also have Ellie Catlin. <laughs> say something. Hello. I'm trying to think what I was going to say. Like, wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, as always, wearing a tracksuit. Okay. Um, I will introduce myself next because I don't think I'm the coolest person here. Um, I'm Alex Stoney, the intern. Hi, uh, how are you doing? Last of all, we have Finn Pyle! Yeah. What are you wearing, Finn? Uh, I'm wearing a Finn is looking fine, man. I'm wearing a Mark Darcy suit. Mark Darcy just wants to make it. Shout out already, I love that. Uh, no, I literally just came from school, so I happened to wear a suit. It's actually a three-piece, but I left it when I got home. So, Whoa. I mean, I wasn't going to go too smart. I wasn't going to go too smart. You look really good, Matt. And it's okay. a, like a sort of a, what colour? We're talking a Merlot. Burgundy, burgundy. Burgundy, it's a good like colour. Yeah, yeah. Maroon. It's a rich. Yeah. It's Maroon, rich I like that. Yeah, the rich is sort of like the blue you look, checks. You look good, mate. Isn't I mean, it the colours of West Ham? Yeah, but that's what West Ham is. <laughs> For those that want to see, I'm going to take a picture, and we'll post it on Instagram. <laughs> there you it's go. a good look. But we've we've talked with Finn before, and Finn has been one of, I suppose you've been a bit of a fan of us, haven't you? And mm. you love what we do. So we thought actually to have someone, you want someone positive to talk about the things you do. So it's quite good. So we thought, and Finn's quite good fun because you know a lot of stuff. <laughs> Muso, been around a while. We know you for a while. Yeah. So we're gonna have lots of fun. Mm. And we've got a few things we're gonna chat about, but we're gonna just gonna chat about about what makes us happy, what gives us life. Mm. Yeah. Okay, easy one first. Mm-hmm. Plate of food. Gonna get brought to you now. What's on that plate of food? Steamed buns. What well, bao buns? Mm, are they bao buns? Those what? squishy like, like squishy buns, like Japanese buns. Japanese, yeah, yeah, bao buns. They are just. You know when you see in like animes. Not that I watch a lot of anime, but how they look on anime. And then mm. when you have one in real life, you just want to actually pretend like you're eating it, like it's an anime. Yeah. <laughs> bao buns. You're a big fan of them. Yeah. I'm gonna go for gnocchi. Ooh, yeah, that's a little bit left field. So nice. That is really left field. Squidgy sort of potato. Yeah. Oh, so nice. And you always said you said it right as well. Yeah, gnocchi. 
rather than wow. everyone says gnocchi. <laughs> mm. oh, you got that little gnocchi. I mean, all that gnocchi. I mean, it's, just gnocchi. <laughs> it's gnocchi. It's because it's Welsh. You have to put that good with it. Is it? Gonna... No, it's not. <laughs> it's Italian. <laughs> yeah. Can you get different types? Can you get different types of gnocchi? Uh, or is it just the same you thing? get people making it now, not out of potato-based things, no. for all the weird allergy stuff, and they make it out of sort of pumpkin. Yeah, all things like that. Really? So I think it's like because yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not watch Master Chef. They make it out of anything. They make it out of mm. cheese, out of mud, oh, everything. Mud. Mud. Yeah, good. Get the right texture. Uh, av- 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 avocado, avo. Oh, no. I love a bit of that. What's on your plate, Alex? Um, bear in mind that I'm not particularly starving right now. I think it would be a hot cross bun. Ooh. With oh, hello. Oh, see, I'm going to change my <laughs> answer now. Oh, with a bit of butter, straight out the toaster, Ooh, yeah. slightly burnt edges. Oh, wow. Oh, that is crisp, crisp on the side. My word, you've literally changed my answer. What I was, was going to say... You can't have the same one. I can't just say one. You can't have the same one as Alex. No, no, but oh. she's changed by her... <laughs> Genre of food has changed my genre of food. Oh, so I, I was going to say a cup, a cup of uh, crispy sticks of bacon. So in America, they bring you out bacon that's so crispy that it's like a breadstick, and you pick it out and you like. You know that might change my answer if you had said that. But I a, a warm scone, Ooh, a fresh scone. No, just butter or butter. My wife can tell me off the teeth. But I've had a debate with people about, do you warm a scone? And my debate is always, because they say you should warm a scone, and I say my issue is I don't want the scone so warm that the butter doesn't stay on the surface mm. of the scone. Because mm. if I butter the scone and it disappears into the scone, I want a layer of butter that's almost going to give me cholesterol poisoning <laughs> as I eat it. It's like a spread. I want it to stay cream, on. Because cream stays on without melting in, doesn't it? Oh, cream and yeah, the jam. But- I, I do like that, but I think it's a different thing for me. A cheese scone with a bit of butter, just slightly warm. And I'm just checking people say scone, not scone. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because we were talking about the gnocchi yeah. pronunciation. Gnocchi. Gnocchi. I think we're scone. I don't think we trust scone. Oh, I, I mean, okay, so in my um, surname, if you put a C where the T scone-y. is, <laughs> it's not scony, it's scony. Like stone, scone. I say scone. But how do you say stone? So, okay. Oh wait, but, yeah. But no, how do you say throne? Yeah. That's the English language. It's not. You a don't say thron. Exactly, <laughs> but it's a different word. Yeah. Gone, gone for it. Gone, Jeremy. Sean. Yes. Sean. Well, we now yeah, we're now seven minutes in. I yeah, think, I think we, we need to start it in. moving along I with our lives. Fine. I went to university. <laughs> no, I didn't go. To <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my first question that I sent everyone, okay. which is probably quite a hard one. So you can, if you can't think of three, think of one. I asked everyone what have been the three best days of their life. It's and it doesn't have to be three days. They might not be consecutive. I'm talking about three points in your life where you've probably gone, I am living my best life. This is magic right here. If we believed in magic. <laughs> Could it be magic? Could it be magic? Uh, anyone got a day? Have you got a day, Ellie? Have you got one? One day. Well, when I spoke to Alex about this, she said it should be the day that obviously that my son was born, which obviously yeah. it is. But at the time, you know, it was I had to have a cesarean and I had a little bit of erection to stuff, so like my eyes were just really itchy. So I kind of took away from the happiness, but it was the best day of my life. Um, but yeah, that would be my best day is having my son mm. and the day that I got baptized. I know that's really cliche, but it actually was a really good day, yeah. and it was something that I looked back on and I'm like, oh, that's a really nice day. 
Good day. I mean, I thought the question, so I haven't really thought about it. I do. I do have three. What? Uh, but because you're living your best life every day, though. You've got more choices. Difficult. None of them are spiritual because I think that that's a journey. I can't pinpoint it to one day. What's one? When I thought of pure elation, like I've I've never felt happiness like this. It was 2015, September the 13th, <laughs> and it was the first concert I ever went to, and it was One Direction. And wow. I know that that is stupid. No, when I look back, that I is not that. the best day of my life. But I've never felt happiness like that. Wow. Uh, and obviously I have others prepared because mm. I'm not going to say that the best day of my life was seeing One Direction. It's really hard though because I feel like there's probably loads of days, but I can only think of the most recent. Mm. The one the most recent one is when I got bought Tiffany glasses, sunglasses, because I've wanted a nice pair of sunglasses for so long. And I was so happy that even the man in the shop was like, I've never seen someone so happy about sunglasses. And that was just a really nice day. Well, if it was a chat and you have one come to mind, and you could just chuck it in, even if it's not Yeah. But then I'm not materialistic, by the way. Mm. But Uh, I would say, I think the first one that came to mind, like, from my childhood was when we went to Disneyland, Disneyland Paris. And it was, um, it was with Make-A-Wish, because obviously Luke, my brother, has epilepsy, so it was like, I mean, the whole trip was quite special, but the one day was me, Josh, and Dad uh, got up really early in the morning and went on the ride, and there was no queues on the oh, rides, that's the trip. and so we went on the same ride three times in a row, <laughs> wow. and it was like one of the best rides in the whole park, so that was just like, as you say, pure elation, yeah. like, yeah. so like, you know, like adrenaline, it was, it was amazing, really uh-huh. good, yeah. The second one, because you said you had a couple. Second one, um, probably, not to be like, Probably Mike McIntyre's big show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you hadn't said that, I'd have been like, no, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Yeah, no, that probably was like one of the best days. But obviously, like, it, I mean, it all felt a bit surreal. So I didn't take it in as much as other days where I felt really happy because it all sort of happened so quickly. But I think looking back on it, it was like, wow, like, that is something that will never happen again. Whereas I can go to Disneyland again. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. Was it actually a surprise? <laughs> yeah. And wow. I think that's the interesting thing about days. So if you're prepared for something, yeah. do yeah. you always lower your expectations? Yeah. yeah. So actually, the surprise when you watch it back, you see the surprise was so genuine yeah, because you're like, yeah. "What has just happened?" Whereas you know you're going to Disneyland, so you're almost thinking it's going to be good. But actually, as you said, it's actually it was better than you imagined yeah, because you didn't expect it. because you didn't expect everything. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. So if we, that's why over preparing sometimes mm. loses the magic. It can, yeah. it can take away from so that. we've been saying actually we want to give people some ideas of what back to life is like, but we also want to hold some things back. Yeah. So actually, yeah. you get this sort of. Surprise in the moment, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I said, plan, uh, sponsor, I'm not a big fan of spontaneity, but plan spontaneity is a thing, do you know what I mean? It's a weird thing, give you freedom, when yeah, you exactly. Know. It's a thing like you have a rough idea, but things will come up you didn't yeah. expect, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I still can't think of obvious days. Do you want me to say another one? Go you on can on say another one, I think. Okay, so. <laughs> The day my dad married my stepmom. Kind of cute, but I don't want to think about it because I will start crying. Um, on mission in Uganda, okay. there was one day where we went to some natural waterfalls and like I felt so in touch with God and it was like, whoa, this is God's mm. earth. And the last one is A-level results day. Obviously <laughs> different from what was expected. And I guess that's like an element of surprise as yeah. well. Um, but it was just like the biggest relief of like it all just being done. See, that's different. So rather than the elation, the relief makes it the best day. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. 100%. I mean, I have one more if you can't think of it. <laughs> I've got a couple. Go, go, go. <laughs> well, I think it'd be remiss for me not to say my wedding day. I think probably my wedding day was for various reasons. I think 
because I was never very good at merging my ministry life and my family life. So a lot of my friends never knew any of my family. So my, my blood family. Right. And so I think there was a, you always like really know, what's it going to be like? You know, is it going to be carnage? Yeah. And I think still my family didn't quite know what, even to this day, my family don't quite know what I do. So actually it was quite a weird thing to be, why is there 400 people at this meal? I didn't even think Mike knew four people that would like <laughs> That's the thing. So I think the whole, the whole experiment that worked of, you know what families are like, they don't always work. But I think for me, my wedding day was because it was such a long time in terms of my life journey that it was it was a great day. Yeah. And then I think probably a second day, I would have to say probably somewhere we visited on our travels, either on a honeymoon or with Zach, I think. Because I am a big, I like physical spaces, they're quite powerful to me. Because I think every day, I, I'm a little bit living my best life every day at the moment, mm. I'm very ecstatic. About every day, which is weird, especially coming out of lockdown. But I think we've been to physical places where I'm just like, I could wait here forever. It's just like a, you know. Just at peace. Yeah, I think, and so physical spaces I often feel. So we went to the most northwesterly point of America, mm. through like a Indian reservation down to a beach. And it was just this sort of, so the next thing was like Russia over there sort of thing. And it was just like, it was quite wild. We just spent this day sort of, Exploring, it was just like this is quite powerful. Mm. I'm not even going to mention this just to lead on to what we're going to talk about, but one well, times where I am at my most happiest, happiest is actually at events. Like, if I think about the events that I've gone to, even outside of being a Christian, I just really enjoy the whole idea of like a party or people coming together, a gathering, yeah, yeah, you know, just that whole vibe of stuff. So, this reminds me of an Aerosmith song. Don't wanna miss things. Like that fear of missing out. Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Aerosmith. Okay. I really like Aerosmith. Carry on. What was the I next? What was the next question? I was gonna say something else about oh. that. Now. <laughs> oh, so, I, what is it then about? Because you both mentioned that about physically being with people. Because I think it's a little bit part of two six seven's DNA, isn't it? The idea of gathering. Life by and how does the spirit? So how does the physical and the spiritual sort of make the sort of perfect yeah. storm of, of that was a great day? And I think it's going to be so much better in this next season because we haven't had it. And even before, I don't think we were like, oh, I've seen too much of you. Even pre-pandemic, I was like, no, actually, I'm like you. I look forward when we gather people. Whereas now, it's almost like they've gone cold turkey for eighteen months, yeah. and we're going to be gathering people. So you can have this initial bit where it's like, I don't quite know what to do in these gatherings, but actually, at the same time, I really want to be part of something that's more than my bedroom with a screen, which is all I've had for, yeah. So I think there's something about the gathering that is, I think it's inherently a faith thing as well. It's a, mm. we're designed to be in relationship, aren't we? Yeah, I don't think you even realise it until we are taken out. And then yeah, back. absolutely. Because when you're taken out, you think, oh yeah, I'm good on my own, I'm fine, I can get by, I don't need mm. anyone. And you know, I get stuck in that, because I do get stuck in that. And then it's only when you put yourself back into those environments, you're like, oh my goodness, this is actually giving me so much life. It makes you realise what you're missing. Life-giving. I think there's something about being with people. Like, you just interact differently. Because if, if I'm on a screen, everything feels artificial suddenly. 
it's being with people and it's those raw moments of interaction where like you can see their face and like you can see how they're standing and you can hear their laugh and yeah. all yeah. that sort of stuff it's just so pure I think yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so the la- last time I laughed mm. hard I've laughed a lot I like laughing a lot yeah. but I remember the one that comes to mind was about three or four years ago on house party playing charades with Phoebe and Katie <laughs> Yeah. And just having this sort of moment of borderline insanity from these girls through to Katie trying to explain the charades, through to Phoebe not really getting it. Yeah. And then, and, and just this sort of group of people. Because mm. it was a great moment in the house party where there was loads of groups of people doing stuff. Yeah. So someone was over there jamming music. Some people were there with drinking tea. We were here playing charades, just like half dozen. Yeah, yeah. And there was loads going on, but I remember it being just pant-wettingly funny. Yeah. But again, because of the people there, we didn't yeah. manufacture it. We hadn't orchestrated it. It was just people being people, being comfortable in where they were, and just life almost like catching fire. And it was, yeah, I remember laughing a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I think often the funny moments are just when you're sitting around and, like, a funny, like, sort of conversation just emerges without having to plan it, as we said, or without having to sort of, like, start that specific conversation, like, just arises. Like, if you're with a group of friends and you move there, then you can just laugh about anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mm. I mean, it's that mood where you literally find anything funny and then you're laughing when it's not yeah. funny. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you, you keep on stop. laughing, that's yeah. the thing, like, yeah. And suppose how many people I've talked to that some of the things that we've done in ministry, where we've laughed that hard, and you tell them you've had no outside help from alcohol or substance, <laughs> and you've had the best, and that, yeah, and you've not, and you've had the yeah. best time ever, and you have laughed your butt off, mm. and you have this sense of contentment that you've not, which normally other people seek by, you know, yeah, a thrill or yeah. something like that. Whereas, and I think that's a, a unique blessing of, yeah, that sort of joy, and it's different between happiness and joy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Happiness feels very temporary. Temporary one dimension, whereas joy is this sort of, yeah, bubbling up and just yeah. sort of makes you feel, even when you're having a rubbish day, you like to mm-hmm. actually. Has anyone ever, and it's gross for a bit, has anyone ever wet himself from laughter? Yes. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't pitching for that, I thought it was going to be you, if I anyone. Think I think absolutely. When I was like younger, I started wet. From laughter? <laughs> yeah, I think through laughter. I think I've had to stop myself from weeping <laughs> yeah. because of laughter. But I can't it's remember the times when, though. Like, I know yeah. it has happened, but I can't Alex remember. Alex, I can that. see that look on her face. I can't remember. I feel like... Was it as an adult or as a child? Um, well... Can you guess that, Actually, I have remembered one time. Actually. I... I <laughs> the wetting myself <laughs> happened when I was a little bit younger. Okay. Obviously. And when you were younger. I can't even remember the, the situation, but what, what I loved, and I remember... Oh, I must have been like... Nine or ten. And I was with a friend and... Something happened, and we both had orange juice in our mouth, oh, and we both laughed so hard that it came out our noses. Wow. <laughs> to be with milk, yeah. And then our, our nostrils were burning, and it was just so funny. And I, I genuinely can't remember anything else. But <laughs> you I've, lost control. I've lost control of everything. Before. I love it when something's so funny that, like, even if you're in public, because it's so funny, you don't even care how crazy yeah. you look at how you're laughing because you know. Sometimes be quite, I'm quite reserved sometimes if I'm not in a comfortable environment. 
or something so funny that you don't even care how you look mm. or like you're like <laughs> yeah I mean like or if you're in a situation where you shouldn't be laughing but you're yeah. sitting in the front of church oh my god <laughs> someone, I'm like I'm like, I'm like really trying to hold it in and then it's like even more funny. It's just sort of laugh where it's like... Yeah, oh, no. yeah that makes it even more funny because you should be laughing. So, yeah, and, and like, and if it needs to be that sort of mask, it's like a sneeze or accidentally let it laugh. I'm like, oh, sorry. And <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my... I'm not going to obviously name names, but one of my friends let one out like during cell group and that because we shouldn't have been laughing. I heard it. She knew I heard it. We were looking at each other. I had to go out of the room. I was actually like rocking. I actually... Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're having a confession time now. <laughs> I mean, it reminded me. So when I was in like year year eight, I was in year eight, and I like went out in French, and um, and she just stared at me, and I actually just went, "Sorry, miss, it slipped out," and everyone in the class just burst out laughing. Oh and for like, the next year or two, everyone just say, "Oh, it slipped out today." So that was just. I mean, linking to that, we've all embarrassed ourselves. Ooh. It's funny how extreme laughter causes you to lose control of some. Function, doesn't it? Isn't it weird? That I think it's funny when and you fart, and, and, and it becomes a sort of circle, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I'm laughing, so I fart, and then I fart, so I'm laughing, and you end up... Yeah. I mean, you're laughing because everyone goes... Ah. Why, is <laughs> Why is farting so funny, though? <laughs> you know, you know, ah, you you yeah. It's always the sound of farts. Always funny. Always funny. I do not think we've been talking about farts in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I see like plan but oh. you've got yeah. spontaneity but one time I did really like I think I was in my year 8 my friend me and my friend were walking in the park and she got chased by a ferret like we just came out of nowhere <laughs> and a, a ferret oh, like literally chased her. and she was ferret. one of these really girly girls like <laughs> the girliest girl with a really high pitched voice anyway like she was quite oh yeah I don't know but she just literally ran across his field <laughs> and I could not stop laughing because I was really scared of the ferret. She was like, being chased by chased <laughs> and I cried. I literally cried with laughter. Like, yeah. I think we want people one. to message us in when the last time they cried that yeah. nearly caused them to have an accident. Pain. Mm. Pain in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sort of like when you're wheezing because you're laughing yeah. too much. I love when people tell me funny stories and I get the contagious laughter because yeah. like from that story i i was on the brink of tears like that just Pictures in my head looks so funny park. yeah you know what did make me laugh at fuel was one of the questions was who got buckarooed off a horse and the thought of every member of the team getting buckarooed off a horse, horse almost made me cry oh, like oh it's so funny but, like, honestly, to add, i didn't get buckarooed off Mm. I held on. It oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you need that. And I, you need to I, own I that. stayed strong. Absolutely. Like, well, I'd like to know what the actual official term is for that. What, being buckarooed? Yeah. But not getting thrown off? Or oh, yeah. just buckarooed well, off? Well, buck. can't be it's the actual It's not the game, term. isn't it? Re- <laughs> living a real life of the game. There are all you equine people out there. Mm-hmm. When your horse goes nuts, what's, what's it doing? Is that, is that another adjective for what it's using? Because Ellie wants to claim it, say so she survived that. Trauma. Yeah. You two have got some horse-based trauma. Absolutely. Because you've got a horse-based trauma, haven't you? Yeah. Maybe We're that's not... what you need to work for two six seven. Because you got. Have you got a horse-based trauma? No. Oh, sorry, no. Finn. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Finn. <laughs> we can we can arrange that. It's fine. Get on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Can initiation. Your horse. I tell you, I've got horse-based trauma. Horse-based horse-based child story. So a vaulting horse. 
I know it's a bit of a tension thing, but you know those boarding right, classes? Right, right, right. When I was little, like probably three, I went to a sort of playgroup nursery, whatever it's called, and there was a boarding horse there, and I used to um, persuade kids to hide inside it and then put the lid on. <laughs> and then, do you know it handles in the side? You try to lift it off to get out. Mm. I'd sit outside them and hit their hands with a wooden spoon, <laughs> and so they were trapped in there, and they'd miss milk break. They'd miss milk break because they were upset and crying inside the horse. And I'd go and have their milk. And I'd get two lots of milk. And apparently my mum tells me a story that I had to be taken around like three nursery schools to try and find a nursery that would take me. So you are the criminal people's horse. trauma. So I, if somebody somewhere, some 50-year-old's got a horse-based trauma because of a vaulting for, horse. For anyone who's thinking of sending their children to a 6-7 event, we yes. just want to make sure you... That is psycho behaviour. That is big psycho behaviour. <laughs> what can I say? I was lost back then. So it was survival, wasn't it? You wanted the milk. I, think it was like, <laughs> I can't think what my motivations were. Like, maybe they weren't milk. Just your evil. Yeah, so I think the idea of trapping someone in a vault or having that power. I think <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next question. Alex's That's face is really disturbing. Right, right? She's talking about what gives life. That's okay. what gives life. So we. Uh, trauma. Well, so we. Uh, <laughs> trauma. We're moving from trauma to life. Um, wow, that's symbolic. Uh, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Whoa, we're moving from trauma to trauma. life. Amen to that, sister. We've all trauma. Well, yeah, there's uh, two questions now. We want to talk about what has been our greatest loss in the last 14 months. And then we wanted to talk about, actually, Jesus talked about a full life, which is sort of where our sort of drive of coming back to life is. Almost, you've got to realise what you've lost to realise then what you want to embrace, sort of mm. thing. Like, what, what has been your sort of biggest loss of the... I don't want to keep on talking about the pandemic, but we're all living mm. in that world at the moment, aren't we? Because we're still holding on to it, but we're seeing a little bit of hope. So actually, it's good to reflect and say, what has been your biggest loss over the last 14 months? I don't mind starting, if, unless anyone wants to go first. It's difficult because thinking about it, I think my biggest loss is actually, it's all just been positive. It's done uh, okay. Mm. So like, I actually feel like, through this pandemic, going into it, I am not obviously I am the same person, but I have changed so much and I've learned so from so much from it from just spending that time with God that I've lost lots of things about me, which has been a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like coming into this whole new phase, a different person, and embracing it as this person that I am now than I was before pandemic wow because um, you started working for us just before it all began didn't you so yeah. it's like you're actually moving in a new bit of ministry a new yeah. part of life yeah as it, it all began yeah it's really funny i think because if we'd have done ministry the way that we're about to do it now yeah. back then yeah as the person that i was then i don't think i was prepared for it wow um but it's also been hard because it's been a painful process of having to leave certain things about me behind or certain things that I thought I wanted for myself behind not necessarily involving 267 but and it's like okay embracing my life as it is now who I am now instead of everything that I thought that it was before this whole lockdown mm. and stuff so yeah it's good because that's like a positive loss isn't it yeah. yeah it's almost like it's giving you an opportunity to grow because yeah. I'm still I think I'm still I'm not in a place yet where I can say 
that's the positive from lockdown. Right. I think I'm still really lamenting just how flipping hard it's been. I mean, yeah. like, paralysingly hard. And I haven't really had it hard. You know, that's the weird thing. So for me, I think my biggest loss has been quite a... I mean, a psychologist would have a dream that I feel very well. Yeah, especially your horse. my just my inability to feel useful. Mm-hmm. I think I've just been... You haven't been able to. I haven't been able to do what I feel I was made to do. And I think that's really, it's really caused me great grief. Which is why I probably I said to the girls this morning, there's lots coming, I feel like I've had four cans of Red Bull. Mm. So I've just been in a meeting with this person where we've just been talking about all these things we want to do in the next season. I'm just like, that's what I was here for. That's what I was made yeah. for, you know. And I'm like, oh, for having a year where you can't be. Mm. I can imagine if you're like a professional sportsman and you have an injury and you've got to turn up every week and sit on the sidelines and watch the rest mm. of your team play while you've got an injury. Mm. You must feel like dreadful. Yeah, and I think I'm, that's probably my feeling. So hopefully, in a year's time, I'll be like Ellie and I'll have grown up and I'll be able to look at the pandemic and go, "It gave me that," yeah. which I wouldn't have discovered had I not been in the pandemic. But that sportsman mm. analogy is good because in that time of having to sit on the side and on the bench and waiting, you know, you could learn so much about Absolutely. other people's yeah. how they're playing or how his other teams are playing and. It's whenever we have a period of waiting, it just depends if we're focusing on what we could be learning in it. But it's not yeah. always easy. It's easier said than done. Sure. Biggest loss. Uh, for me, it's probably, um, it's just like a small thing, but like physical, uh, like physical affections when you see someone giving them a hug or mm-hmm. giving them a handshake and just that actually going to it. And now it's almost like when I see someone, it's almost like, I mean, what are we doing? Are we doing? Are we doing that? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, I mean, so it's crazy to think that if I saw you normally, I'd go for hours on my yeah, yeah. So it's weird to think that now having to, having to double think, and I and I think it'll be interesting to see how that will affect me out of lockdown. Like, will it be an instinct to just be like, "Oh, you're right, mate." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll feel nervous, won't yeah. you? Right? Yeah, because I think I've probably hugged like half a dozen people in the last eighteen months. Yeah, and I haven't like shook one person's hand. It was an accident, and you're like, Brilliant. "How weird is that in a people-based environment where we're used to showing that physical affection all the time?" Yeah. So nice to get a hug as well. Like, Absolutely, yeah. it's powerful. Yeah, and I think I think it's not going to be a. We'll go straight back into it. I think yeah. there will be this sense of, yeah. can I do this? Can I yeah, not do that? Do you want yeah. it? Yeah. 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 So if you just walking across the road, like you sometimes people will, like will really yeah. move out the way, like and thank yeah. you, like it's nice that you're being considerate, but you don't. That's yeah. we, we won't always need to do that, but it might be. Yeah. Lost Scott Scony. Scony. I wanna. I think. I, when I thought about this question, I was just reminded of all like the events, like birthdays and Christmas. Like it was the first Christmas that I, obviously I know that this is, it, it, I don't have it as difficult as other people. Uh, I'm very aware of that and I'm very blessed that I live with my family, but it was the first Christmas that I didn't see my mum and I didn't see both sets of grandparents and it was just like I miss my family I'm like especially because like older relatives like I am very aware that like time is limited with them so like yeah I I miss those sorts of big family events because that's like where I thrive I love my family so much so yeah I think yeah knowing that you know time without being depressing time's limited and 
you know, when I think about my grandparents and stuff, I just want to make the most of the time that we have with them. And I think that a lot of people have probably felt like they've lost mm. like, good quality time. Yeah. I think the grandparent thing is interesting because that's been almost the, that's where it's been really magnified, isn't it, for some people that yeah. they would regularly see but haven't been able to see or even touch. Mm. That's been the grandparent thing's been quite significant, I think. Mm. The because uh, you touched on it, lockdown birthdays. Mm-hmm. We're at that point now where everyone's had a lockdown birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Some people have had two. Yeah. What what did we do on our lockdown birthdays? It was my eighteenth, uh, which was very interesting. Uh, we did a scavenger hunt because it was the rule of six. Um, when was when was yours? What part of the lockdown were you in? June eighteenth. So it was. Uh, okay. Around, so it was it was good weather. Early it days, was, yeah. yeah. Um, good weather. We did a scavenger hunt in teams of three. So there were two teams of three. So we weren't in a large group. Going around town, uh, that my my parents organised it, and then we met up at the park at the end, and we had some cake and prosecco, and it was really nice. Genuinely, like I was really worried that my lockdown birthday would just suck, but it was actually really good. I, nice. I look back on it fondly. Mine was my 18th as well, actually. Yeah. Saw, when was yours, Finn? Uh, October. October 28th. So, um, still sort of in, still sort of in lockdown. Um, I mean, I just had Luke came round, um, and that was, um, and that was safe, which was good. And then we, I had a takeaway, watched the football in the evening, <laughs> which is what I, like, I mean. Yes, every day. I mean, I was happy that it was a game that fell on my birthday because, yeah. I mean. I and did I win? Uh, yeah, we won actually. And, yeah, I mean, I won't go into too much detail to bore people, but that was good. <laughs> um, and that was good. I mean, it was weird, like, having my 18th and, like, I mean, obviously around the 18th, I was like, what are you going to do, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But I just sort of just, I mean, it just made me realise that I could have a really nice day just with my family yeah. And, yeah. and, like, the closest family, literally just with mum, dad and my brothers. Yeah. Just have a great day. I yeah. think it does. It has shown everyone like you can just appreciate the little things, and they are actually enough. Because mm. yeah. I, as you get older, my birthdays are enough, and I feel like a bit less, not not less significant, but I think especially as a mum as well and a single mum, you know, I wake up and that's my present. Going is my present, and I always say that like, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I just made a cake with Cohen on my birthday, mm. and that was in January, and we played or attempted to play Dragon Ball Z Monopoly. <laughs> Um, but I don't like reading instructions, so we just were like, well, yeah, let's play it. Um, and I was happy with that. Had a cake. And that was it. So it's interesting, you haven't got Alex and I for being spontaneous and not being detailed, yet you won't wear rules of a game. <laughs> oh, someone has to do it for me. I'm not going to play the game properly because I'm not reading them. Wow. Mike? Well, I had the unfortunate thing of my significant number. And I, you know, I probably felt a little bit grumpy, if I was honest. You had a good day, no? I had a good day because I was with you guys and my wife took a day off, which is great. And I did a cheese tasting in the evening, mm. which was which was really good. I had a cheese hangover about 2 a.m. <laughs> so I didn't have any alcohol, but I ate a lot of cheese. Yeah. And it came back to haunt me about 2 a.m. But in, in like a, that was still really good. Deep day. But yeah, <laughs> it was a che- yeah, it was great. And my wife made tea towels with my face on it and sent it to all our friends, so... They all had a different <laughs> like, photo of me <laughs> around the country. Because they're all around the country. So we all Zoomed and did this cheese tasting. What would you have liked to have done? Had you not? Yeah, well, no, so I, I don't want to underestimate that coming in the office and having Hatch yeah. with you guys is good. Mm-hmm. And Zooming some... Well, we've got some videos as well on, um, on Whoopsie. Yeah, it was, it, was a good, it was a good day. But yeah, probably you're saying, what would I like? I don't know. I think I would like to have just gone out for a meal 
with a, a good number of people that I feel have invested in my life and have made me better. Yeah. And just now, so 50 years is a flipping long time, and let's just celebrate that. Yeah. But it, yeah, like you said, I think it was this realization of the small things. Maybe that is my pandemic learning. That actually, the less, less grandiose, less significant things are actually what what bring life. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. It does make you appreciate the small things, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I appreciate you more. Thanks. Wait. <laughs> so before the pandemic, you didn't appreciate no, me. I, I, I mean, things were pretty high. It was a small thing, Dag, but oh. we lost it now. Oh, okay, know. sorry. I think we'll end on the sort of John 10, 10 thing. Well, well, we can talk about that. So John 10, 10 is quite a well-known verse mm. for anyone listening. So John's one of the gospel writers that wrote about the life of Jesus. And he wrote a bit that he was talking to some religious, I think he's talking to religious leaders, and I think he says, Jesus is speaking, he says, I have, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come to may have life and life in its fullness. And loads of people have translated the life in its fullness in abundant life, both here and in heaven, so now and in the future. Um, and I wrote something yesterday about, actually I feel the verse makes me really, I sort of hold on to the verse because it makes me really aware that this last year the thief has took so much. Mm. But actually looking forward, it reminds me that life is offered in a full way. So as I come out of lockdown, I'm not just going back to what it was. I'm embracing. So for, I'm curious what people see as when Jesus says, I've come that you may have full life. Mm. What is the What to you might be the definition of full? Because full is a great word, yeah. but we don't like feeling full. Mm. Whereas abundant, I like abundant, abundant is a great word. But it's funny because me and Alex were talking about this before we well were having a little discussion. But I think it's hard as well because the world's perception of what full means is so different to obviously what Jesus would have been talking about. Because I think a lot of times people can think fullness and abundance means like prosperity and just all of this stuff. But I think in the pandemic, one thing that we can learn is that we can still have fullness of life even though everything's been taken away from us. Um, but that's not to take away from the fact that now that we're coming out of it, we can experience a whole different kind of fullness. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think the world's view of what fullness means. Yeah. Our, 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 as Christians and as children of God, our view of fullness should be different to what is associated. Yeah, my sort of summary for that in terms of looking, um, fullness to me implies going beyond the, the surface level, going beyond the outer layer you know beyond the materialistic side of things and actually seeing seeing the full picture seeing how we can have purpose and how we can feel feel spiritually rather than rather than just thinking oh right i want to go out and i want to go out to i mean like that nightclub or whatever and like have different things that make you feel full for you know for that night or having certain clothes or objects all that stuff actually once you ship that all back what what gives you meaning and purpose you know, the little things and spending time with people, spending time with God, and it's that finding, finding what makes you fall beyond like, the outer layer of like what what seems to give you that yeah. temporary, well, temporary joy. Yeah. That's spot on. I think the purpose thing is something the world's missed, isn't it? Because they can give, the world's very good at giving the full life in materialistic. Yeah. And some of those things are great, you know, experiences, travel, money, food, all of that. But actually purpose, you can't go out and buy that. 
Yeah. You know, that's a discovery thing, and that's what God talks about so much, doesn't he? That I've got a purpose for you yeah. that nobody else can do. And it's just like, you're right, it is that. Mm. Full, full life, abundant life, Alex? Um, I wrote down experiencing all emotions fully and being present. Oh, present. Because I think when I look at Jesus' life, I think of a full life. And he experienced every emotion that we go through, but almost to the max. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he experienced joy and sadness, but also, like, anger, all so fully. And he was present in that emotion. And I think when I think of a full life, I think of being present in the happiness, but also recognising the sadness and the anger and the, the negative emotions, as it were, because otherwise... I don't think you're a, a fully rounded individual. Mm. Well, and I think like just being with people that kind of yeah that you are able to love and they can love you unconditionally. Well, I say unconditionally, but just like the disciples and that how they. I don't know if you watched the Chosen. If you started watching the Chosen, but seeing how all the disciples have come together and they're all so different, but they're all walking with each other and just learning different things. For each other, um, and it's not like superficial relationships, but you know they're all joined together by their love for Jesus, and I feel like that's mm. fullness is coming together and learning how to love love others for their differences, um, and yeah, and just walking alongside each other. I think that's yeah. fullness because so- you're so quick to not have anything to do with people that yeah. don't fit. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. So if we ball up all those things of of purpose, of loving, of walking together, of bringing the life back together. So when we started by talking about back to life, why, so I believe this, and I think most people do, but why do we believe this event is going to be so significant for kids, for young people, for leaders, for, for church, for community? What? Why? This is almost going the soundbite going on a t-shirt. So I know why I think this, but I'm just curious what. I know Finn, you probably know slightly less than the girls do because you're not the journalist, but you probably gleaned a little bit. Yeah. Why do we think at this time particularly? Because on any other ordinary year, yeah. if you run this festival, it'd be, it'd be great. But there's something about running it now because of what the last eighteen months have been. We think. Yeah, I think just in terms of these events and. Um, I think typically you let the time rush by, and then it, and then it's only until you look back and you think, "Oh, that was great, wasn't mm-hmm. that, and was that brilliant?" I think now, young people are crying out like, after the after pandemic and stuff for for an event like this where they can actually cherish every moment and actually think, "Wow, like we're here right now. I'm here spending time with people I love and spending time with God." And to actually like think about think about what you're doing rather than just. I mean, what we're doing next, what we're doing next, what we're doing next. Enjoy each activity, enjoy each, you know, talk all that stuff, and just actually like a chance for, I guess, a chance to soak it in because it's like it's a great event to do that to actually soak in everything. I mean, I guess soak in everything that's going on, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think it kind of ties in as well with what I said before about how I felt that I know that I felt that being isolated, you kind of be, you can get comfortable, and then when you put yourself back in that environment. You, do, you then, I think it's a good thing that, I say it's a good thing to be isolated, but it's nice to see the contrast of, okay, I've been on my yeah. own, I haven't been around people, 
and I'm quite okay with it. And then when you literally throw yourself into something as big as Back to Life, loads of kids will be like, "Oh my goodness, like this is it's given me so much life," and it's yeah. it's it's yeah, it's just good to to feel that difference. I think, and from my <laughs> mum's perspective. Um, where he hasn't really been around any young people or not really been that involved in any church activities or been in those kind of environments. I'm just so excited for him to be able to be like, whoa, you know, the kingdom of God is active and it's fun and it's not boring. And where has it been all my life? Kind of, that's what I feel like Cohen will be exposed to from coming to a festival like that. I also think that the pandemic has changed whether you notice it or not, we are all now changed individuals from when we mm, yeah. were. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. So I think when you bring people that have changed so significantly on their own together, I think so much stuff happens, whether mm. it's good or whether it's bad. or it, I think just when you put people together that have done a lot of time on their own, changed a lot, experienced a lot, journeyed with God on their own, when you bring those people together... I honestly think, like, God is so going to move, man. Mm. I'm so excited. Mm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I think for me, it's, I'm sitting here thinking, what have been our physical environments over the last year? And our physical environments have been minimal people, a screen, mm. masks, and masks, yeah. and, and distance. And what we're talking about is talking about, we're hopefully can we move a better distance, with not having screens, we're going to be community, we're going to be together. And I think it's almost like that is what we all need. In balance, because I think Ellie's been touching on right, actually time alone to reflect and restore is really important as well. But actually we, we are better together and the community of faith is a, is a powerful thing. And I, I'm, like Alex just said, I think God's going to move at it in sort of, you know, big spiritual ways in terms of restoring people's souls, but also in just the ability to laugh and throw water balloons and jump and just be in each other's company without having to worry about, I've got to do a Zoom, I've got to wear a face mask, I've got to not be near, I've got to hand sanitise my entire body just to walk into a room. You know, we're going to be sensible and safe, just putting that out there, but we're actually going to be freer than we have been for a while and I think I think yeah. that environment allows God to really move mm. and just like creating opportunities for moments to have memories absolutely like we think about it just reflecting on like yes I've had some really good moments with Cohen at home with just me and him but there hasn't been any opportunities for anything else other than that um, and as we were talking about the things that have made us laugh you know so how great if we did this one to you in a year's time and people said their best day and their laughter was at Back to Life. Yeah. One of my best days was then. I'm like, I'm, that's it, I'm happy. I die happy at that point. Mm. You know, that's like... So we need to get some ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> ferrets and some lots of nappies. Yeah. Okay, last minute question. Okay. If 267 ran a game show, a televised game show, I mean, apart from Total Wipeout, because for me, Total Wipeout is... Is the ultimate visual game show with either Paddy and Freddie's commentating. But I think something like Total Wipeout, but but even more, I think. Mm-hmm. 
actually Total Wipeout was the one that came to mind. Same. Yeah. Oh, we were literally talking about this. Oh, yeah, good. and but then as well, like I always think about this. You know, is it the end of um, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out there where they have to do the psych psych the thingy at the end? There's like an obstacle course at the end where it's just really hard right. and they get sprayed with water <laughs> and oh. that came to my mind. And Ninja Warrior, actually. Oh, I love Ninja Warrior. Yeah. I, love Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I, I couldn't yeah. pinpoint a game show in my head, but all I wrote down on my notes was um, <laughs> it would need a hearty risk assessment. Yeah. <laughs> there, there would be some sort of like wild animal involved, yeah. some disgusting yeah. food, some type of like hole in the wall, but then like yeah. going to mud and it's like... <laughs> Why can't we do that? Like yeah, I've wanted to do that, that all my creature, life. Nothing with creatures or eating weird things. Uh, like that. I just think like having a tiger like on looking, like not even involved, I just think having it's it in the cool. background would be so cool. I think any game show where I... You won't die, but you could. I think I think makes it makes it exciting. Service. I mean, I think I think I, think it it <laughs> I don't want to get injured. One of my service. worst worst injuries in my life was that Tuesday Sunday. Yeah. I remember. Oh, God. I think when I was growing up, I don't know anyone else. There was a program on telly called Fear Factor. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go on that. YouTube and watch I it, I mean, that. it was it was. I mean, it must be pre-risk assessment. But basically, people had to do things that were challenging. Anything from heights to speed, and there was loads of ones like um, people would be driving a car. And they'd have to drive up into a car transport while both were moving. Okay. And Whoa. then things like that. That's and there was cool. loads of things like fear. And it was, it was a great game show. And the one thing that put me off it forever was one of the final games to win like the money. There was a guy that was a conveyor belt about four foot above his head. Conveyor belt. And on this conveyor belt were sprinkled fruit. And the <laughs> aim of the game was he had to grab strawberries in his mouth that came over the end. So you don't see it until it drops. And you think, well, that's great, great game show. And you get a certain amount of money for every strawberry. The catch was, sprinkled amongst no, the, no, uh, no, 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 the no. fruit were uh, animal body parts. What? Exactly. And this this guy was doing it. He was really doing really well. And then the side of a pig's face fell on his face. <gasps> And he absolutely freaked out. So you're trying to tell me that's what you think Crucifixion no, would be? No, <laughs> no, without that. Because anything... Oh, what is this? I mean, Fear Factor, YouTube, it, man. It was a great show. Oh, I, it was good. Watch it. But it was like you do think that nobody would have to risk it. Because it was general members of the public would be like traversing a rope net around a lorry while it was driving along. Yeah. So we sort of... But you're right. So I think we want to we want to go to the very edge mm-hmm. of risk assessment. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want any of my friends to die. Or get injured. <laughs> or get hit. In but the the, the oh, adrenaline yeah. and the buzz of doing something, it goes back to what Ellie said about memory. Yeah. How great if Back to Life gave them a memory of something they've never done before. Yeah. But when they're sitting around with their mates and they say, do you remember Back to Life? <laughs> it was one of the greatest days of my life. That is what I, that is what I'm, we're, that's my aim. Absolutely. Whether it's I slid down a water slide on the back of a dinghy at 30 mile an hour or I met Jesus for the first time. Mm-hmm. And my mate, who'd never been to church, matches at the same time because I brought him along. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's my main. Amen. I think that's a perfect place to land. I love that. Back to life, 25th to, to the 30th of July. Yep. Get in touch. Yeah, get in touch if you want a book. Um, is this now for the jingle? Yeah, there will be a jingle released soon um, that actually is directed, directed? Produced, Produced. by Finpile. And I think we should do a podcast about Back to Life after we've done it. Yeah. I think also, maybe, could we record one at Back to Life yeah. in the evening? Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. then a post Back to Life, look out, watch the space. Thanks for joining us. I hope that you have a great life. <laughs> Take it easy.
Bye.